Hey guys, welcome back to uh, episode three of Our Drunken History. I'm Zach. I'm Travis. We're glad to have you here. We've, uh, I think we've made a lot of improvements already. You know, I think the last episode was even better than the first, and uh, hopefully this one will be even better. Yeah, we're, we're tinkering. We're tinkering with our microphone location, with camera location, lighting. Uh, after last week when we froze our asses off out here in the shed, we put a heater in, so you may see the lights dim out as the uh, heater kicks on. Sorry. We're not going to get that cold again. <laughs> yeah. <that laughs> when, was... when we got out of here... There was ice. I, my bikes go into the shed when I'm not doing this. But uh, there was ice all over the bikes and all over Travis's car out in the driveway. <laughs> it was an uncomfortable experience. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you could probably hear it on the, on the audio, but I had, a, I had a stuff. It was so cold, my nose was running, and I kept trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like a cat. Like... <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to wipe it, but I'm not trying to make it obvious for the. <laughs> Yeah, I had a, I, uh, for part of it, I had a snot rag on my lap, so I apologize for that. <laughs> it's just real life, guys. It's, it's, it's springtime in Arkansas. It doesn't know whether it wants to be wintertime or, or if it's springtime. So this week is actually nice. It's Well, it's, today was windy as shit. Uh, but it, yeah, it has, it has been really nice. It's supposed to, we're supposed to be getting into tornado season, and we've already had a pretty active spring. Yeah. With with the tornadoes. But next week we're supposed to get hit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, they're calling for some severe weather next week. So we'll see how it goes because it's, yeah. you never know. It's wish, like, us, wish us luck in the shed. Yeah. They, they, there's that saying, if you don't like the weather in Arkansas, wait five minutes because it'll change. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I've learned? Every state has that saying. Really? Montana. Man. I grew up saying it in Montana. I thought we were unique. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I hate to burst your bubble. Uh, today is opening day of Major League Baseball, and I, I wish I would have waited for my baseball story. I'll have another at some point. Oh, yeah. But to honor baseball, even though the Yankees game got postponed due to inclement weather, I'm wearing my Yankees hat. There you go. And uh, it's good to see the boys of summer back out playing ball. You know, I, I'm not... I don't watch pro baseball a lot, but I do follow. I, I really enjoy college baseball, and you know, Arkansas is always really good college baseball. They, they play, are man, old Dave Van Horn's an awesome coach. The Arkansas played Florida today, whooped up on them pretty they good. They did. They did. I watched so, it. So uh, it's always I always like watching the Hogs play baseball. Yeah, whoa, Pig Suey. <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, they are ranked number two in the country right now. Uh, Gonna be another uh, another year in in Omaha. That'd be great. Yeah. I've, I've gone to uh, one game so far this season, but I will go to more. Shoot, yeah. You no, know, what's funny is uh, so my my wedding is May seventh here coming up a month from a month from yesterday. Uh, one of my groomsmen went to Auburn, and Arkansas is playing Auburn on that day in Auburn, and. Uh, I tried to fish him into a bet. He didn't bite. Oh, he didn't bite? No, he was actually, uh, I tried shit-talking him, and he was super nice about it, which is <laughs> which is weird. He's probably he's probably scared. He didn't want to make the bet because he probably knows they're going to get beat. Oh, I think he does. Yeah. But he went there. Like, he'd still make the bet. But it was it was weird because, like, I tried to, like, start the shit-talk thing, and he was like, the only thing I care about that day is your wedding, bro. And I was like. Yeah, that. 
caught me off guard. I told him, like, that's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. Like, I don't even know what to say to you right yeah. now. Satan. <laughs> like, why, yeah. why would you do that? Why are you so nice? Yeah. It was weird, because we don't yeah. we don't play that way. <laughs> anyway. Uh, today, obviously not in honor of baseball season, uh, we're going to... We're talking about wrestling. Not just any wrestling. Pro wrestling. Pro WWE. WWE, WWF. All the good shit. So, we're both kids of the 80s. And the 80s was the heyday of wrestling. It was the biggest thing. I remember going to school on Mondays and everybody talking about Hulk and the Ultimate Warrior and Jake the Snake and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, then you had well, Hulk Hogan was all it was the big one. Everybody loved the Hulk. Yeah. Then you had um, oh what's his name? Randy Savage, Macho Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Do you, did you have a wrestling buddy? Like like you talking about who you talked to in school? No, 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 no. Like they had the stuffed animal. Oh. The, that you. They, yeah. Uh, no, I, I I some of my friends had them because they were way more bigger wrestling fans than I was. Some of them had the the Hulk Hogan like pillow looking like yeah. doll thing. That's the wrestling buddy. Oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I had the Hulk Hogan one. My cousin had the Ultimate Warrior. I think they originally came out with four. I'm sure they probably released more. Um but anyway neither of us have been into the wrestling scene for quite some time. Decades. <laughs> we all we know it's all fake now. But back in the day There's we, still some people that will argue to this day I that know. yeah. But when you were a kid, like that shit was real. Oh yeah, and that it was, was like the coolest thing in the world. WrestleMania was a thing. Yeah, I don't know if that's even still a thing anymore. I think it still is. I, I have to do some more research in that, but I think the the they still do the Monday Night Raw and the WrestleMania and the the. I know, I know, just from deployments, AFN for some reason covers the shit out of wrestling. Yeah, they I show that like six days a week, <laughs> and I don't know why. I guess it's a big the, draw. Yeah, I guess they, got, they like the drama. But it's probably cheap enough to put on AFN. I don't know. That is true. Yeah. They got some great commercials on AFN. Oh, the AFN commercials, man. The the suicide prevention commercials make you want to commit suicide. Yeah, they, they do. My, my favorite AFN commercial ever was uh, the little kid on the beach with the starfish. Did you ever see that one? I don't know. I don't think. He's walking with his grandma, and they're on the beach, and there's all these starfish up on the beach, and he's winging these starfish back out into the water just chinese starring them yeah and uh on the, the grandma goes oh billy with all these miles of beach and all these starfish do you really think you can make a difference and he picks one up and he flips it out of the water and he looks at his grandma and he goes i made a difference to that one <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest shit ever. What is but that even advertising? I don't know. That, that one little act of act of kindness, kindness can make it. I don't like a fucking domino effect. I don't know. It was yeah. a, it was a bad commercial then. It's a bad commercial now. If oh, it's still man. on, but I but it's, it was one that stuck yeah. with me. I'll re, I'll remember it till the day I die. Ugh. It was a life lesson. Apparently, <laughs> it was yeah. yeah. The kid was probably not the worst actor. But I wanted to like punch him. Oh, <laughs> it was oh yeah. Billy, and the grandma was terrible. <laughs> they couldn't even get like a like Betty White would have been great. Oh, Betty White, yeah. It was discount Betty White. Discount Betty White. Yeah, dollar store Betty White. 
Man. Anyway. She was, a, she was a national treasure. I tell you what, Betty White. Yeah, she was great, man. She was the golden girl. Well, and she was witty and witty, and hilarious. Even even up till the end. Up till man. the end, they did interviews when she was you know, just weeks before she passed, and she was still just giving them hell whenever doing. Did interviews. you ever see her house? I guess they did. They just put it up for sale a couple weeks ago. Really, I didn't know that. No. Really nice place out in Malibu. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was in Malibu. She probably bought it when it was like twenty grand. I think they got in. it custom built. Yeah. Yeah. Great place. Awesome house. Man. Great view. Yeah. She deserved it. Old Betty. Old Betty. Sitting there on her back patio looking at the, <laughs> the waves crashing there in Big Sur. Oh, yeah. Paying a lot in taxes. Pay, yeah, paying a shitload <laughs> in taxes. She was a good lady, though. Yeah, she was. Anyway. Right, so what, what is this week? Is Who, who is our, our, uh, our subject of the week this week? On as, our... as I said, it's wrestling week. And... Uh, one wrestler that we have not mentioned is who we're gearing towards. The one, the only, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. That was a mountain of a man. He was seven foot four, five hundred fifty-five pounds when he died. And I'm gonna math the shit out of you guys here today. <laughs> and I did all my I'm calculations. Pull a Matt Damon and science the shit out of it. I am. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly what my what my plan is, but I based all my stuff here on 555 pounds of just monster. Yeah, uh, he was in all in all other facets of his life besides wrestling. He was a gentle giant. That was like the biggest thing that I found on the research dude on him. It was like everybody talked about how how friendly he was and how nice he was. Yeah, just, just a great guy. A good guy all around. Yeah, yeah. I, I read stories about him going out to dinners and uh, he would never let people pay. He, yeah. He uh, he went to dinner with Schwarzenegger. Yep. And uh, I read that, yeah. Who else? Somebody else was there. It was uh, a basketball player that was in Conan. Uh, it was... Um, Oh, I got I got the I got the notes for it. He uh there was he went to dinner with uh Wilt Chamberlain. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, and and Hulk or uh, excuse me, Hulk I'm on the wrestling track. Or Schwarzenegger got up to go pay. Yeah. And uh Andre the Giant picked up Arnold Schwarzenegger and carried him back to the table and put him in his chair. Yeah, he said he walked up behind him and he said Schwarzenegger was trying to pay and then all of a sudden he knew he was, he was just getting picked up from behind and Andre had carried, <laughs> just turned around and like moved him out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me look at my notes here. Uh, so Andre Rene Rusimov was Andre's real name. He was born in 1946. Yeah. In France. He was, he was a... Uh, he was actually born in, I wrote the name of the town down here. Uh, Colomiers is the name of the town he was actually born in, even though he was billed from Gren Grenoble, was the name of the town that they put on all his wrestling shit. Okay. But Colomiers is in the north of France. Uh, Grenoble is in the, in the Alps. And okay. That's, that's they, they made it seem more monstrous from the Alps. Oh, uh, okay. So he's like the... But, the town he was actually from is there goes the lights. <laughs> was uh, very famous for its brie cheese. Oh, okay. Uh, I like I like a good brie. I'm a, I like pretty much any kind of cheese. Yeah, I'm, I'm a cheesy son of a bitch. <laughs> Speaking of cheese, okay, so this is going to get us sidetracked one more time. 
in England when mm-hmm. I did when I was over there. Trying all the different cheeses and stuff. You're, I, I'm a foodie, so I, I yeah. love trying trying local food and different stuff from wherever we go. <clears throat> so I was talking to. It was actually the the hotel security guard that we was where we were staying. There at the uh, the at the Hilton. The DoubleTree. Yeah, yeah. DoubleTree. And uh, he said, "Oh, you want to try some authentic <clears throat> British cheese?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I guess." And he said, "Okay, we got this one. It's a it's a, one of those stinky cheeses." And he said, it's called the Stinkin' Bishop. And so this name lived up to its... It was rough, huh? Oh, man. So he goes he goes to this artisan cheese shop and, and buys this cheese for me. And this dude was that hard up about oh, you trying it? Like, he wouldn't bought it? He wouldn't like, he bought it. have some in his lunchbox? Like, you want to try this wedge of cheese? Yeah, because you couldn't just go <laughs> buy it at the grocery store. Was it, like, a spreadable? It was... Oh, yeah. It, it was, was a soft cheese. It was a soft cheese. But no. So he brought this cheese to me and uh and he loved it <laughs> but this so funny thing this this cheese is wrapped up like in saran wrap and then inside of a tupperware container and you could smell it through like triple layer of plastic that it was in and like what what was the uh what was the aroma <sighs> it, it's hard to describe but it, it was like a garlic smell with Really bad foot odor. It smelled like a, a sweaty gym catfish sock. bait. Oh, it'd probably make amazing catfish bait. <laughs> I didn't really just need to think about that till just now, but it was so, it was like, it is t- okay, so this, this, it, like the worst gym socks you've ever smelt. Sweaty shoes and garlic and onion, this, the smell, but it was, it was so potent. Like it's hard to describe how potent it was because, and then, so, I tried it because I'm going to try it at least once just to just to, so I can say I did. Yeah, you can't. But you smear this cheese goop. It when it was so soft, it was like just a like a spread. Really, it was it was it was like a yeah. Anyway, and it, it tasted pretty pretty much exactly how it. Smelled. It was bad. It was horrible. Yeah, I've, I've moved this. All right. But yeah, it was. I it was be picking up my. I'm a pubes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this cheese, it was uh I, I it was all I could do to get down to one bite of it. And then it really and, and then this guy was like, Oh, would you not like it? And I was like, This is the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> is that the worst thing you've ever had? <laughs> well, so also on that same trip I tried uh uh blood sausage. Ah man, I I, uh, I tried it, I did not like it. I could not it and to me it really wasn't the taste. It didn't to me, it tasted really a lot like liver. If, uh, but, yeah, it was iron. Yeah, a lot of iron in it. But it was the texture. It was like liver pudding is what yeah. it tasted. And it was the texture really threw me. Yeah, I, I had it at the hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They um, had it at their, their English breakfast. Yeah, thing, yeah, I, yeah. I, I tried it. I mean, why do Brits eat baked beans for breakfast? I never understood that That either. is a weird... I ate it. It was good with eggs, but... It's but, just odd. Yeah, like it's one, of, like you don't wake up in the morning and be like, "God damn it, I wish I had a spoonful of baked beans." Wish I had some baked beans and and tomatoes yeah, and they, mushrooms. I don't eat tomatoes <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's yeah. it's a it's a, a, a an odd palate. Oh yeah, maybe we're the weird ones, you know, since we we came after. The yeah, well, the, the, they didn't like our our bacon was like. I know. They called it streaky bacon, and they said it's too much fat on it. It's like, no, that's the way bacon's supposed to be. Dude, if you eat, if you, I don't give a shit where you're from. If you eat bacon and don't like it, 
fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. real American bacon, that is the best food on the planet. Yes. Like, and bacon is so fucking expensive now. Yeah. And it, but, even uh, it was like the byproduct. It wasn't even like the top choice of the, dude, of the cut back when it was. You know, people talk about like, if you were on death row, what's your last meal? I don't know what it all is, but some of it's going to be bacon. Yeah. Like, oh, it'd be like if it's I, a bacon wrap filet mignon, I'm cool with that. Bacon wrap shrimp, bacon wrap scallops. Yeah, just bacon <laughs> wrap bacon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool with it. But it like if I'm dying, my death row meal has bacon. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Andre the Giant probably loved bacon. I bet you he did. There was, uh, so one of the, the things uh, I saw about him is what, he went to a restaurant he said usually he wouldn't order a big meal because he felt kind of self-conscious about it. Yeah. They said there was one of his buddies, uh, one of the wrestling buddies, I don't remember who it was, but they said he ordered, they went to a restaurant and he said he was really hungry and he, he ate 12 steaks and 10 lobsters at one meal, at one sitting. Jesus, dude. <laughs> like, what do you think that weighs? Oh yeah, like, like it's probably. I'm sure he wasn't eating like little steaks. Like it was probably oh, like they said it was like like ribeye steaks that he like was a eating. Sixteen ounces. Yeah. Well, because I was I was thinking about that about weight and and this whole story that we're going to get to later about him drinking the the that much beer. Beer is basically water. Yeah. Water eight pounds a gallon. Some of these some of these drinking feats that he did he did this more than once too. But that's like like. Uh, 40 to, to 50 pounds of water. To, yeah. To, like, or, or more, yeah. You, you, you would die. <laughs> you, would, you would die. Yeah. I, yeah. We, we will get to this. Yeah. So the dude was a superhuman in all all aspects. Yeah, but it really wasn't his fault. You know, he suffered gigantism. Yeah. And uh, the reason that he drank was not because he was an alcoholic. It was to self-medicate because he was in pain. That that was one of the things. Like toward the end of his career, uh, one of one of my favorite movies that he is in, The Princess Bride. If you haven't seen it, anybody run the peanut? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the in the in part of that movie, the princess jumps into his arms and he he's holding her, and like she's only like hundred and twenty pounds, soaking wet, probably. He's this giant guy. But at that point in his life and career, the gigantism had affected his joints and his back so much yeah. that he couldn't even hold her up on yeah. his own. It's something that he should have been able to do easily. Yeah, no problem. But they actually rigged her up with like wires yeah. to, to help support her so he could hold her up for the movie when they were shooting it because his back hurt him so bad at the end. Yeah, and I know uh, a lot of it too was, was his wrestling background was you can't be seven foot four you know, over 500 pounds and take that kind of impact. Like, you know, he, he, uh, there was a handful of guys, you know, cause wrestling is a lot of it is staged admittedly. Yeah. And uh, to be a, a person that big, you pretty much have to agree to what people are going to do. Yeah. You. So he did let a handful of guys body slam him. The most famous being Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That was like that WrestleMania, WrestleMania three. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you know why he agreed to let Hogan win that? I think it was because, like, uh, he was wanting to, to, he didn't want to be the champion, and he wanted to kind of take a step back from it for a while or something like that. He wanted to take a step back because his body was just destroyed, and he, 
they made it seem, and it, it actually, that was the third time Hogan had slammed him. Yeah. So the first two times was pre-national coverage. Yeah, it was like more local. It right. wasn't it wasn't nationally televised. Yeah, one then. was in Pennsylvania and one was somewhere else where uh, it was just regional. Yeah. Regionally broadcast. So, uh, but Hogan, he, he had agreed two weeks before to let Hogan win and body slam him. Yeah. And uh, he trusted Hogan. They were they were great friends in real life. That was, that was what was crazy because like, him and Hogan were great friends in real life, but on the in the WWE or, or yeah, WWF at WWF the time. WWF at the time. They got sued by World Wildlife Fund. That's why they had to change their name, by the way. The, uh, they were like enemies for the yeah. show, for the wrestling. So they were, I... I uh, Bad wrestlers, you know, the good guys, bad guys, your bad guys are called heels. They call them turning heel. I don't know where that came from. I did not research that, but that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they were, that was the whole thing. It was like, uh, Hogan was the good guy, I guess, yeah. and they, they built Andre. Till, till, he, till he became Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. And then, yeah. With the uh, New World Order. Oh, yeah, the old, and they had the, the marker in, the, he had the black beard marker in on his face. He looked so, so fucking dumb. Oh, yeah. But I was a Hulk Hogan guy, man. I liked, I liked, Hulk, I liked Hogan. And whatever that is, is slamming out there, something that's real windy tonight, so if you guys are picking up on that noise, uh, sorry for your luck. <laughs> maybe maybe one of these days if the channel gets popular enough we might uh, be able to afford like some soundproofing and maybe actually make a studio but for now we've you got get, the... you get this plywood shed <laughs> i think it's pretty good though it kind of matches our personalities though now that we got the heater in here it's great oh yeah this it is works so much more. it's still chilly but it's way more comfortable. yeah definitely not freezing our ass off this week no, no that was brutal <laughs> uh anyway yeah uh Andre the Giant was born in France, and uh, he started wrestling in Paris. He moved to Paris yeah. and uh, started doing like the European circuit, did a little New Zealand stuff, and came over to the States. And uh, he got big quick. He, he, he got, you know. He got big. He was <laughs> Unintended. Awesome. He, yeah, he was big already. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, by the way, our, our drinks tonight, uh, because Andre is from France... Travis is drinking Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a reason for that. You go first. Yeah. But yeah. No, uh, I'm drinking Cronenberg 1664, which I talked about last week, and I believe I called it Cronenberg 1886 because I don't know why. But anyway, this is actually, even though the name Cronenberg sounds German-ish, it's, uh, it's from the Alsace region of France. Uh, this, let me look at my notes. The Master Brewer actually became a Master Brewer in 1649. So this is old as shit. And then started the brewery in 1664. Uh, he uh, ran it down his nine generations until they sold. Okay. And now it is owned by Heineken. Owned by Heineken, so that they sold their French beer to. And now to it's actually oh. it's actually brewed in the UK, so it's like even weirder. It's like it's, a, it's, it's bastardized it's, it's version. Of it. But it's a French recipe from Alsace, and it's delicious. And we will also be, in honor of France, tipping into a little wine here in a little bit. I'm gonna yeah, pop a little, a little French wine. We're gonna get fancy. So, 
one of the things, and that's the whole kind of the whole subject this week of, of Andre liked to drink beer, mm. and there was one instance where one of his uh, they were doing an interview with some of his pro wrestling companions. Yeah, we can do that. Do you want a twist top or a cork top? Hey, let's get fancy and do a cork top right now. Let me grab this. So they were doing some interviews with some of his uh, pro wrestling friends, and uh, they were telling stories about some of his drinking escapades that he had went through. And there was one time where they had confirmed that Andre the Giant, you know, like I said, he was over 500 pounds. He could put it away. He drank over 100. But this is also a weird. 16-ounce beers So at, at one sitting. So I got the 16-ounce Miller Lite tall cans to honor Andre the Giant drinking over 116-ounce beers. Are you going to drink 116-ounce beers tonight? Not even close. But I'll give it my best shot. How about that? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If, if you get past about 10, yeah, I will call a cab. <laughs> I'll probably just I'll sleep in that recliner tonight. <laughs> what is up with this thing? I don't know how to open this. It's like an internal helicoil kind of thing. You French people are weird with your liquor. There we go. No, no. I just got the wrapper off. <laughs> it's like a glass is cork. It, is it? What? Really? It's, it's, yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's coming. It's coming here. Oh, it's got like, that's like an artificial, like a. I feel like this. It is, whoa, shit. It's, it is a glass cork. It's like that thing they put in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly how this bottle feels. <laughs> that is strange. I never. This is a rose. You want some? Oh, I like a good rose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but hear me, hit me up right here. Let's get fancy. We got to let it breathe. Got to let it breathe. Aerate it a little bit. Yeah, that's right. So, oh, by the way. As fancy as I am, I could only find one wine glass. <laughs> and I got I I got one wine glass, three champagne flutes, and uh this Jabushin coffee mug that doesn't even look like a coffee mug. So Travis I get to be the fancy one to drink out of the wine glass. You gotta put your pinky out. Oh oh pinky. There we go. And I'm gonna drink this wine out of this Jabushin coffee mug. I think there's some dirt in there. Oh, that'll just add add to the flavor. Okay. We was talking about the wine last week on the podcast, the the Rothschild uh, wine that was yeah, a thousand dollars a bottle. I I found some online. Uh, How much was it? So they Did still you make hear it. That? Oh, that's it is legitimately a glass cork. I've never seen that. I anyway, thought about, I thought about buying some of that wine as a as an investment. I found a twenty eighteen. How much was that? It was two hundred and thirty something dollars for a bottle of it. Nope. But a two thousand nine was like twelve hundred bucks. So it's like, ooh, I could buy it and keep it for ten years and uh, make some money. Shit! Don't fucking do that. We got a cooler down here full of shit. So, tell us a little bit about is this? So this rosé is from is from is this from the area that he was born in or? (laughs) I no, it's not. It's just (laughs) it's just just French. (laughs) It's just French. It's called a. It's called Notorious Pine, and it's from 1890. And uh, in the about four minutes of research I did, that's all I found out. <laughs> it's pretty new. Notorious Pine. It's called Notorious Pine Rosé. 
That's it's report notorious pine ganache. <laughs> it's a rose. It's from 1890, and that's pretty young for a French wine. Huh. Um, oh yeah, because most most of the French vineyards were founded hundreds of the years. The other ago. one I got more information on. Oh okay. The the twist top. The twist top. <laughs> yeah. The fucking the fucking glass cork is the trashy one. <laughs> the twist top is the good. One. They're, they're imposters. They're trying to make trying to. Pass themselves off as being I'm sold. That thing made a good clank there. Yeah. This is, uh, it's not bad. I'll drink it again. Kind of a little, a dry flavor. It's, yeah, it's, I'm not big on, uh, on sweet liqueur wine. I'm not big on the sweet shit, but it's not bad. I'd have more. I'm sure I'll have more. I like the, uh, the, uh. Some of the Italian sweet wines; those are pretty good. Like as a as like a dessert wine that after a meal or whatever. Oh, man, I'm a I'm not gonna lie. I drink. I'm a whiskey guy. Yeah, I, lo- I love Jack. I love like if I'm gonna drink like a sipping whiskey, I prefer Gentleman. But I have no problem just old number seven trashy trailer park Jack Daniels See, I- on ice, not cutting it, no nothing. That shit is just water to me i love it see I, I can't i can't sip jack it's i don't know it's just it's to me for me it's too harsh to sip i, I i'll shoot it uh back to uh to uh old andre oh andre so I, I read a lot of andre the giant drinking stories and they were all wild like and it's not yeah. that, it's not that the guy got crazy it's just the obscene amount that he could drink yeah just is, from being it's, so it's, it's unfathomable the amount of beer or wine or vodka that this guy could consume yeah that's from the from the princess bride inconceivable (laughs) he uh he drank a flight from the states to japan for a wrestling match he drank them out of vodka (laughs) and all the whole airplane yeah he drank it all himself uh he used to routinely drink like six bottles of wine. I, yeah, that's and then go wrestle. Yeah, it was before a wrestling match, and there was one like when he one of those matches against Hulk Hogan. He drank like ten bottles of wine before the match, and nobody could tell. Yeah, and he went out there and wrestled, and then they drank more after afterwards at the after party. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, uh, I did I did read where where Andre drank one hundred and fifty six beers in one sitting, which. Is is crazy, but there's no measure of time with that sitting. So it could have been. Well, there was one I saw. He he sat there for like eight or nine. He he had uh, him and another really big guy. I don't remember who it was. Another another seven foot tall wrestler. They had a like short guy, short guy. Yeah, <laughs> they had this beef where they were gonna see who could drink more, and they sat there for nine hours, and both of them drank like. But that's like, there's one of those where he drank like 150 right. beers in one sitting. Well, the one that stuck out to me as the most uh, ridiculous, impressive, whatever word you want to use. Do you need a refill on your wine, or you know, you know I'm gonna get another refill here in a minute. Uh, let me let me grab the bottle here because this is about to get real. About to get real. There, have you have you some uh, notorious notorious pine? Well, we'll uh, I think it's notorious pink. No, I just uh, notorious my pink. My apologies. As Grenache. I started drinking before we started this thing. The notorious pink Grenache. 
Fuck that all. It's from 2020. <laughs> we'll put a picture of this up on the on the video. That cork so is it, awesome though. That is a pretty neat cork. I think the sucker's in there pretty tight too. Yeah. It's it's tight. That's what she bubble. said. <laughs> <laughs> you a, got it there? I think I'm getting it. It's not a screw top. You just got to work it. I'm like trying yeah, to twist it away. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, you just got to rock it back and forth. Don't break loose. But yeah. So, oh, Andre, the most impressive one to me was he drank. Oh, well, let me give you the story. He was on a flight and he had a layover in Tampa. Which is where Hulk Hogan, Terry Hogan. <laughs> oh, Terry. Old oh, Terry. That's where he lived. And uh, Andre had called him and said, hey, I have a layover. This is pre-crazy TSA, pre-9-11 airport rules where you could yeah, just kind of just do whatever you wanted. Yeah, this just, was like in the 80s, wasn't it? That this happened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he called him and said, hey, I got a layover there in Tampa, so why don't you come and have some beers with me? And by the time Hogan had left, he was visiting his mom is what he was doing. And yeah. by the time he left his mother's house, got to the airport, they had 45 minutes before Andre had to head to the new gate to catch a flight. Yeah. And in a 45-minute period, Andre the Giant drank 108 12 ounce beers. <laughs> well, have you ever seen a picture? There's some pictures online, and we'll put a picture of this up on the video. Of the hand of the around hand, the beer? Of him holding a beer in, in a, a normal 12 ounce beer can. It looks like, you know, have you seen the little. It mini? looks like you're holding a D cell battery. Yeah. And, and his hand is completely. Yeah. He can almost make just, a beer can disappear in his just hand. Encom- yeah. yeah. It's, it's all encompassing. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But I I preempt we I was gonna do the marker board thing here, and and show you my math because it was good. The math checks out. <laughs> but the math the math checks out. You're gonna have to trust me. And I did this beforehand, so don't get mad. Because uh, I'm gonna be looking at my notes here. Where's the other? I, I got one more piece of paper here somewhere. Oh here it is. It's up against the heater. There you go. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. We can cut that. Sorry guys. I apologize. My my paper fell off. So, what this comes down to is I, I, had a, I had a hard time trying to figure out how to measure size of a person. Now, I'm going to move this thing around again. Uh, my initial gut thought was mass. Yeah. Right, because mass never changes. But it's really difficult to measure that because mass is measured in pounds. Yeah. And uh I it's it's just it was it's it's it wasn't definitive enough. Yeah, well because 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 the weight it your size could vary depending on your density. So like something that weigh the same like a a pound of bricks well, versus a pound of feathers. And and, and and and, yeah. and I, I kinda so I, I have a hard time with some of this, but this was this was basically the best I could do uh without having access to a lab. Yeah. Um, but I, I tried to figure out how to measure like the actual size of a, of a person. Yeah. And, and volume is the way to go. Like that's yeah. how big you are is your volume. Well, if because you, weight is going to change depending on, like you weigh less than on Mount Everest than you do 
in Death Valley. It's yeah. because your your gravitational force, you're close to the exactly. center of the earth. Yeah. And uh, that's just how shit is. Well, it's like when you're in the military and you fail your weight test. They they, they put you in the tank and you, you can do a the volume dump, test. So, yes. And so this is where... That's where the bodybuilders, they actually make their... Yeah, because yeah. they're they're more dense. <laughs> so uh, the the normal average human being is eight point three pounds per gallon, which is basically the density of water. That's about well, it is. In but it's heavier than fresh water, but lighter than salt water, which is why you float. Yeah, that makes sense because you're. You do have some of those minerals dissolved in you, like that would be salt water, but you have... Yeah, or less than salt water. Yeah. Heavier than, than fresh water, which, yeah. is, which is why swimming in the ocean is an easier feat than swimming in a lake. It, yeah. It's just, uh, it's the way things are. Yeah. You know, fresh water is more dense than salt water. Salinity varies yeah. by, in the water column. Uh, anyway, that's what the average human is 8.3 pounds per gallon. Okay. So... Somebody, how many gallons is a is a person normally? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would have to sit down and do more math. I need more uh, notes. Yeah. But anyway, what I what I had figured out is your volume is mass over density. That's that's the mathematical equation. Yeah. So I figured out that Andre the Giant, weighing at five hundred and fifty five pounds, takes up at seven foot four, five hundred fifty five pounds. 66.87 cubic feet. You know, you, it's a big fuck. You put that in perspective. So, refrigerators. We're about to. Refrigerators are uh, usually measured when you go buy a new fridge, it's cubic measured feet. in cubic feet. You know, a, a nice big refrigerator is like 25 cubic feet. So, you're saying Andre the Giant is the size of three large refrigerators. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. Yeah. I, I figured myself. Because I am 5'11 and three quarters. <laughs> and three quarters. I'm a little bit shy of six foot. I am 230 pounds in the nude. In the, in the nude. In the nude <laughs> as of this morning. I am 27.71 cubic feet. Oh, really? So I am. So you're a whole refrigerator. I am a whole refrigerator with an ice maker. <laughs> I am a 41 point four four percent of Andre the Giant. Forty four percent of Andre the Giant. Forty four forty one point four four. Forty one point four four. Forty one point four four percent of Andre the Giant. Wow, so it would literally be more than yeah, more than two of you to Yeah. So Andre the Giant drank one thousand 296 ounces of beer in 45 minutes. <laughs> That's insane. Which comes down to 2.4 beers per minute. <laughs> well, I mean, so if so he, he, he would probably, uh, you know, that, that sounds crazy, but at the same time, you think of a guy that big and you... No, it's it, crazy because I will tell you, I did the math on this. It's the equivalent... Of me, at my volume, drinking 44.75 
ounces of beer. Or, excuse me, 44.75 beers. Which is one beer per minute. One beer per minute. Over the allotted time. Over the 45 minutes. That, that That's crazy. Because but the thing is, though, too, you know, we were talking about him eating the steaks and stuff. He had just so much volume that he could put that away in. But, you know, when you when me or you are drinking a, a beer that's a normal beer size, you know, we if you take a big, long pull from a can, you're, you're but a normal beer can that's 12 ounces from him is, is like a normal drink, probably. Yeah, but, it's, but it's still, but I mean, if, if the math comes out, yeah, no shit, 44... That's in, yeah, that's point just, seven, 44 and three quarter beers in 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, that would fucking kill me. That yeah. Would, and, and like, and I'm not going to say that I'm like, I'm not a world class raging alcoholic, but I can handle myself. Like, yeah. I, I can yeah. drink. I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with him because it must be because. To he his tolerance had been built to, to the point. Even that, if even if you take the alcohol out of it, yeah, drinking that much liquid, yeah, would kill most people. Like that much water, that much lemonade. I don't give a shit what you're drinking. What was that called? Where we, they talked about that in basic training, where if you drink too much water, it's like oh, the uh, God. hydro. Uh, it's like some sort of toxicity where it flushes too much of the yeah, electrolytes. I think it's hydrotoxicity. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's and yeah, it, it it will fucking kill it, you. It'll stop your heart because you flush too much of your the the electrical electrolytes or or chemicals out of your system that oh. helps regulate your heart function or whatever that. But yeah, that's. Uh, wait, how many how many beers was it? One hundred eight beers in forty five minutes. Yeah, and twelve. How many ounces was that? One thousand two hundred ninety six. One thousand two hundred ninety six ounces of beer. I don't know that I've ever seen that at one time. Besides, like the liquor store beer cooler. One thousand two hundred ninety six ounces. You're you're looking at like some like eighty pounds. Of liquid, yeah. So you imagine that though. So you're you said you're forty one percent of of his size of his size. So just kind of doing that rough math, forty one percent of eighty pounds. That's thirty five ish pounds. Yeah. So imagine you sitting here at one time consuming of thirty pounds of anything at one time. Yeah. It, bacon is the only thing I can do. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to eat 30 pounds of bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it's just there's, there's no way that you can look at it from a logical perspective yeah. and say this is humanly possible. It, but then it kind of goes back to the whole the gigantism thing, too. He was just superhuman in so many different... In every single way. Yeah. From... Not only his physical attributes, yeah, to his the intake of of drinks, drinks, or but and, yeah. just to the type of person he was, he was also superhuman he, in that aspect. The super, guy was just a super friendly, super sweet. If you want to, like, he was a they they literally called him the gentle giant. Yeah, you never heard a bad thing about the guy on a no shit. In a personal perspective, like yeah. yeah, he played a bad guy at times on on wrestling matches and shit. Yeah, but the guy, and that's all scripted though. It is. You know, no, the so guy it's... was just uh, a great person. Yeah, great guy. Let's try this other 
wine before we run out of time here. Oh yeah, we'll try. So, uh, this one is, speaking of superhuman feet, okay, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Oh no, I was going to say, this, uh, this other beer is called Pierre Spar, established in 1680. Another, another French wine. Huh? It's a French wine with a twist top. I don't know if they had these twist tops in 1680. I doubt that they I, did. I doubt they had twist tops. I don't know when the twist top would have been. That's a fun fact. You want some of this? Yeah, I'll try it. This is a Riesling, by the way. A Riesling. It's a Riesling. See, that's the thing. That, you know, I may have to drink more wine before the podcast because I think wine makes me more talkative. Wine is wine is lovely, but wine will give you a fucking hell of a hangover. This is this is just like the uh, the Cronenborg sixteen sixty four. This is from the Alsace region of France, uh, owned by well not anymore. The guy's dead, but uh, perfected by Pierre Spar, who uh, it was a family recipe passed down for several generations on a one hundred seventy five acre ranch, and then later they purchased the neighbors and it became three hundred eighty acres of French grapes. French grapes. I'll be honest, man. I uh, Besides the grapes at Walmart, the only grapes I ever had were in my grandpa's yard. And I think he grew those by accident. <laughs> but they were good. They were the green ones. I know the, the, I know the big thing around here uh, in Arkansas, which they have a, f- a few different wineries here in Arkansas. but I like this better. It's not as sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, The other it's, one was good. Don't get me wrong there. Uh, this was definitely more dry. Whatever, whatever pink. Yeah. Uh, What's the it notorious pink. Oh, should I put this one out Grenache. there? So people can see? Yeah, here, guys. Oh, yeah, we can put that up. Sorry. There. This one, uh, we're going to put this pierce. This is from uh, 2018. It says the Grande Reserve, which I believe means the Grand Reserve. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we'll put some. Uh... We'll put a graphic up on the on the video for yeah, it. Yeah, it's good, though. It's, it's This one, yeah, I like this one better. I think this is more my speed. But uh, a lot of the, there's several uh, types of um, musky dines here, which is basically like a yeah. wild type grape. There's a few commercial wineries here that make musky dine wine, which I grew up. My grandpa made homemade musky dine wine. It was Did from, he really? from wild, and it was great because it, when I was a kid, it's crazy because you know it's one of those things where you'd probably be shunned on for now for it but i remember when i was a kid and having the flu or a really bad cold running a fever yeah so you know i grew up poor and mom would give us a a glass of grandpa's homemade muscadine wine put you right to sleep put to put us asleep for it to to help yeah, us rest. I, I, I know when i was a baby and i was teething like my grandma would yeah. rub whiskey on my gums i've heard about the the yeah just dip your finger in it and rub it up yeah yeah you know what? Like, if it I, works, we're we're too PC now, guys. Yeah, like, like that's that shit works. It's not like you're just, you know, you're not you're giving a, a kid a bunch of shots of liquor. You're, no, you're, yeah. you're using it as a medicine, you know, a medicinal purpose. Yeah. it's like opiates. Opiates are bad, but they do have their use. Like, yeah, like if and you, and if if you used... break a fucking bone and you need hydrocodone, like I'm all for it. Yeah, like, that's. And that's and that's whole where the whole opioid epidemic came from is they they got just got over prescribed. I mean they have their use and they have their function. Right, you can't you can't just go nuts on this shit. It's the same with alcohol. Like you have to you have to control your intake. By the way, I do want to throw it out there again, like we yeah. did last week. Don't drink and drive. Don't make poor decisions. If so you're you, gonna drink, have a plan. 
like we drink here in the shed and it's a safe environment we're not out there just getting reckless like we're in bumper cars yeah uh, uh like have be, a plan use the uber smart. yeah that, that's what that's what the one good thing now about especially with even in rural areas like we're at right here you can still call an uber and yeah. they, they function out here and they'll come out here and pick you up it's yeah. it's However much it costs you to get the ride back to town, it's still going to be way cheaper, way cheaper than, than a lawyer and the DUI fees and the possible insurance claim and God forbid the accident that hurts or yeah, takes ex- a life. Be exactly. safe. That's it. Be that's our that's our public service announcement for the night. I think we've met the the lawyer's guidelines for that. You know. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I hope I hope we did, but that's not why we do it, man. We want you guys to enjoy yourself. Yeah. But have a plan. <laughs> this is our plan, yeah. <laughs> like how the how the newscasters make that transition, you know, seventeen people were murdered at this place and then and then this new a new <sighs> restaurant opened up on Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Oh. I don't have it in me. That's why I'm not part of the news. Yeah. I also don't have the looks. Don't have the looks. I'm not smooth looking. Yeah. I don't, definitely don't have the voice for it. (laughs) As, as, uh, as, uh, I don't either, man. I got a shitty voice. I hate hearing myself. I think everybody does. I think, I think it's one of those things where, yeah, it's like instinct where you don't like hearing yourself. I don't know why, but. It's weird, right? You don't like hearing yourself, but you do like smelling your own farts. (laughs) Like like roses. I had, I had. Meatloaf for for lunch today. <laughs> you know what the worst fart in the world is? It's a, a shower fart. Why is that? Because that because is true. It, the air is dense. It's thick. It, it holds oh, on it, to the it, smell it, it and it, it just yeah. It like binds. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. When you fart in the shower and it gets so bad, you gotta like huff the fucking herbal essence shampoo. Oh, yeah. just, like oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's like the only time you ever really stink yourself out is in the shower. Yeah, or. Or in the car. Sometimes in the car. I've stuck yeah, myself but in the it's car. Well, you're in an enclosed space. Yeah. Okay. So here but we go. You never want the recycled air on here in the park. You don't want to get that in that cabin air filter. Yeah, you got to hit the hit the window and get that <laughs> Smell out. Smell that one next time. The uh, Okay. So here you go. Good segue into that. Speaking of farts. <laughs> Speaking of farts. Going back to Andre the Giant right here. I bet that guy could crack wind. Oh, he could crack wind. There's several stories of him. There's one a story. I can't, I can't remember who it was. I think it was uh, Lawler. What was his name? Oh, uh, Jerry Lawler. Uh, wrestling Andre the Giant one day. And they said he had, Andre had him pinned and let loose like a 30 second fart on him while they were wrestling. I would pause for 30 seconds, but I don't have the patience just to show you guys how long of a fart that would be. So that's eternity in the fart world oh especially if you're getting pinned by this guy when he's farting on you but so not um, quite not quite no. as long not quite as bad so going back to the greatest movie of all time princess bride princess bride. i have never seen that by the way and that's that's a crime in itself you've got to see the movie I've, i made my kids watch it a couple a uh, couple months ago and i i will uh i'll watch it so during the filming of the princess bride there's this uh there's this scene where they're being real, real dramatic scene, and they're saying their lines, but during during the scene, Andre lets loose this fart, and they said literally because they have it, they had it on film on the on the counter, and this fart lasted for 16 seconds on film, where he 
ripped this fart, and they said it lasted so long that there was, you know, people, other people in the studio that were going about their business, doing their job or whatever, and they had time to stop and look and take and, notice. And ponder whether or not <laughs> this is really happening. Yeah, and they and, and they said it shut down production of this, like during this fart, everybody just stopped and was their mouth agape watching this fart take place. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there and we're gonna do sixteen seconds starting now. Yeah. That's a long fart. <laughs> that 16 Jesus seconds was provided Christ. by uh, Andre the Giant there. So they, they, they said that the this shut down, everybody just stopped and stared and watched as this was happening. And everybody was cracking up laughing during this production of the movie. And everybody, they, they said they couldn't even do the next take of the, sh of the movie because... Everybody was laughing so and much. And probably stunk. And but then so bad. So the the director tried to get control of the situation because everybody was just they thought it was hilarious, and they said, "Andre, are you okay?" And he says, "Yeah, boss, I am now." <laughs> <laughs> he did. He called everybody boss. Too. Yeah, that is the truth. Yeah. And then uh, so then he he. Um, so everybody kept laughing during this scene. They kept trying to shoot this just scene. Couldn't do it. And everybody kept laughing. Every time they looked at Andre, they just started laughing. My, my question to you is, in your opinion, what's more impressive? 108 beers in 45 minutes or a 16-second fart? <laughs> that, that is, that's an that's, impossible question to answer. That's two I things I will never be able to do. <laughs> Like and coming out of one guy, they're like he accomplished both feats. <laughs> like, like I said, like I said, I'm forty one point four four percent the size of Andre. I don't know that I have ever cracked a fart that lasted longer than four seconds. Like that's like one, two, yeah, three, four. I'm pretty sure I'd rip my sphincter. Because I was trying to think, doing the math in my head, six and a half. Seven seconds ish, something like that. So yeah, that'd be a long ass fart. <laughs> I don't know, I just, out of a normal person, yeah, it's it's terrible. Uh, my my dad and I one time, I'm talking about a long fart. My dad and I one time we uh, you know, my dad's in Montana. I'm I'm from Montana. We had gone down to Jackson, Wyoming, uh, one summer when I was I'm probably 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. We had gone down to Jackson, and in Jackson ski areas down there still run the trams in the summer. So you can go up and enjoy the yeah. mountain tops and, you know, they have restaurants and, you know, bars and shit open up at the top. They got an ice cream place up at the one. And my dad and I, we, we were down there and we had done the, we had gone through Yellowstone, down through Teton National Park. And we, I, I believe we stayed the night in Jackson. I don't remember for sure, but we got ice cream up there at the top of the mountain. Yeah. And it's it's really pretty setting, but it's crowded. Yeah. And they have they have the benches built, and I don't know if it's still this way, but it, it this is you know shit twenty years ago, at well, twenty five years ago at the very earliest. 
or late latest, whatever. Uh, the benches were built right into the railing. So like they had the railing you could look out, but then it came down to a bench and you'd sit down and then it went down to the deck, right? Yeah. So uh, the way that the only place we could find to sit was at this corner and right in the middle of the corner was a trash can. Obviously no one would be in this by the sink of garbage. Yeah. But we, uh, we were sitting there and we were having our fucking ice cream cones and this little kid came over and he was probably six Poor little innocent kid. And he came over <laughs> to throw some in that garbage can. And my dad is, uh, he's like a bigger version of me. He's a six foot five me. Yeah. And uh, my my dad's the coolest dude on the planet. He's six five. He looks like the brawny paper tall guy. Uh, very smart. Does, and he, does he wear the red black plaid shirt all the time too? He, he wears a lot of flannel. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, know, I mean, it's not necessarily red and black, but <laughs> at times it is. He, yeah. he just, he looks like, uh, he looks like a lumberjack. Yeah. I could honestly see where no shit camping with my dad growing up in Montana and like day three of a camping trip when your hair is all ratty and shit, you know? Yeah. I could see, you know, cause I, I wasn't in my dad's pocket. He pretty much cut me loose. He was like, you know, go enjoy the woods. Yeah. Come back to camp at some point. Yeah. And so I, I did, I, I grew up, you know, yeah, going to grow up and exploring and, and yeah. And, and, and being a, being a, kid out there yeah he wasn't controlling he just was like you know go do your thing don't eat be careful yeah don't Don't eat eat, don't eat the mushrooms like (laughs) go have fun yeah but uh there's times where i could see him through the woods and he always he had this red sweatshirt that he would wear and it had a it was a face of a bear on it and when i remember when he bought it we were in yellowstone it was in uh it was either cody or west yellowstone I, i can't remember that part for sure but it was faded it was just, you know, he wore it a lot when we went camping. Yeah. And the way that it, it broke up his uh, his shape, like camouflage does with people, I could see where through the woods you could see six foot five, lanky my dad, <laughs> and see, that's fucking Bigfoot. He was, my dad is just, he's, yeah. he's, he's, uh. He's a he's a long dude. He takes big strides and he he walks with a purpose. And you can see like that's Bigfoot. Like that's I saw that guy. <laughs> but anyway, I don't even know where I was going with all that. Well, so but you bring up a good point though. You're talking about Bigfoot right here with your story. Oh Jesus Christ, we're going down the rabbit hole. No, no, no. Actually, so this still all ties in. Andre the Giant, one of his first acting roles in the 19th... He was Bigfoot. That's he, right. I did read that. He was. Uh, he played a two-part episode in The Six Million Dollar Man as a Sasquatch. Yeah. And that was one of his first American acting roles. I, I did read that. that uh, for a two-part episode of there. We totally brought this corkscrew for no reason. I'm kind of disheartened. I keep looking at it like... We have a glass cork. Womp, womp, We have a fucking glass cork and a screw top. And I brought this really cool combination corkscrew that uh yeah i'm uh, it's uh like no bullshit this thing is even stamped that it's made in italy <laughs> really no uh, you see that yeah. on the arm thing oh yeah yeah man you got your italian corkscrew i do anyway i'm kind of pissed off now fucking who puts a glass cork in a wine I never heard of that in my life. No, that that's pretty new. It's cool. I like it. But you, what you need to do, you need to save that bottle as a decanter later, and you can fill it up with something else. You got a, a reusable cork. 
I'm not going to lie, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that's just too much work. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably going in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is cool. No, it's, no, it's, no we're politically correct cool now. That's going in the recycling, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, have you ever thrown a glass bottle in fire coals and let it sit overnight? No. So my, my friends and I, uh, through high school, we used to go camping a lot. Yeah. And uh, we would always throw our empty like we would drink like vodka or, or whatever yeah and we throw the big bottles in the coals of the fire and and then just go to sleep and it will get hot enough to melt that glass and it's always a really cool shape when you're done that you know that's actually as crazy as like you know like etsy is nowadays yeah that almost sounds like something that people would buy <laughs> It's like it's some weird-ass shaped, like, you, melted bottle. Do you that, remember that movie Sweet Home Alabama? With, it had Reese Witherspoon yeah, and the, the, uh, Josh the, Lucas. My mom, light, my mom watches that movie, like, once a week. Man. The lightning glass. I thought about actually trying that. Have you just, ever seen what they really look like? No. It's terrible. It's not a cool idea at all. Like, the okay, I, I'm wrong. The idea is really cool. The end result is not. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. you, like, it's... And I can't even say that. It is cool, but it's not like it is in the movie. Right, it's right. Not, it's not a pretty, clear, you know, fractured-looking piece of glass. It looks like a fucking retarded chunk of cement. Yeah. And it's still, it would be a neat conversation piece, but you're not going to put it in your kitchen. Right, yeah. You're going to put it in, yeah. like, your man cave. Yeah. Or your hunting shed. Yeah. Or... Or you know that whatever, sense, yeah. but it's like it's it's one of those things where like yeah because it probably doesn't get up to the heat long enough because lightning lasts a fraction of a second, right? So it may melt the sand at a point, but it's not going to melt it and can hold it there consistently long enough right. to actually make it, clear it is, glass. It's yeah. pretty in its own right, but it's not yeah like the classic beautiful lightning bolt. Yeah, think have you? Have I got you, the hiccups now. Fucking wine gets me. Have you seen the, um, I think it has a name for it, but it's where they um, basically get like a welder with like 200 amps of current and they put it on two pieces, uh, on a piece of wood. Yeah. I, it, uh, like it, it, it does the, the. So I was going to do that with, I was going to do a headboard like that. Yeah. Here, because, uh, you know, there's, this is not safe at all, but you can, you can uh, take the magnetron out of a microwave. Yeah. And hook it up to nails. Yeah. So you, you pound a nail in, and uh, the way you do it is you, you pound a nail in one piece, or one end of a piece of wood, yep. and pound a nail in the other, and then you... You put your positive and negative in it, and it... But it's it's better if you wet the wood. Yep. They, well, actually, they, they you get, um, you mix baking soda with yes. the wood, or with the, with the water. Water, yeah. To, for a, an electrolyte. Yeah. But so, there's actually been, no shit, woodworkers that have accidentally killed themselves from doing this because it's beautiful woodworking because it makes the the electrical uh the electrical pattern through the wood and like lightning going through the wood yeah. and it burns it in there but if you accidentally touch that piece of wood while it's doing and this you're, process you're the ground you you will electrocute yourself with like se well, several thousand volts of electricity so have you, i don't know if they do it down here but it happens in montana every couple of years uh have you ever heard of people shocking up night crawlers yeah Oh yeah, 
So people will go around with a car battery and hook up each end to a probe and shove them in, the, in their front yard yeah. or backyard or whatever. And they'll, the electrical current will make the night crawlers come to the surface. They'll there's sell pe- them or take them fishing, whatever. There's but people here every year that get arrested for shocking fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that happens. Uh, people die. Shocking up worms with a car battery in their yeah. front yard. Like it happened. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that's what pisses me off though because. <laughs> you get mad about people dying from car batteries? No, no. About, um, <laughs> so it's illegal for us to go out there and shock the water and, and shock up fish, but the game and fish goes out there and shocks fish to do fish studies. But they don't kill them. No, this is the thing. If I'm going to go out there and shock some fish and get them to, for dinner. I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like game and fish isn't fishing; they're doing scientific research no. fish counts. Well, see, that's the thing is because the government is doing it. The, no, 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 because the government is like, if we do it, it's science, and we're doing it for science but instead of we're doing is, it for. <laughs> but they're they're stunning the fish to count them and then yeah. returning them out. You're stunning them to take them home for dinner. So we're not taking all of them. We're just going to take a few. But you are going to take a few. <laughs> Steve is going to take a few. Joe is going to take a few. Mark is going to take a few. Yeah. And then there's none left. That's and that, true. And that's the point. Is is if fucking fishing game, you know, yeah, whatever guy, he shocks him, does his fish count, tags a couple, cuts a fin off, makes some science. Yeah. And lets them go. You have a fish population for Travis and Zach to go catch. You know that's a that's couple true. Fish. That's true. I got to admit that. If you but... got ninety-five people going out and throwing the leads off their fucking <laughs> car battery in there, yeah, you got no fish left. And now nobody fishes. Yeah, and it's it just it just shits on everything. So Keisha, you know she uh, she lived down in Florida for a few years. She lived in a motorhome down. Okay. And on the beach. Yeah. Like, just what a great life. But uh, she uh, she went down there to visit uh, three years ago, maybe. And she brought back some grouper. And I've always heard good things about grouper. Yeah. We have not cooked it. It's still in my freezer. Oh, dude, that grouper's good, man. And I want to cook it, but I'm afraid it's freezer burned. But I don't know. So I'm going to have to make a trip back down. My best friend uh, lives down in Tampa now. He uh, Yeah. He just took a job. He's a he's a, a groundskeeper with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's freaking awesome! Yeah, he he did. and we uh, both got stationed in North Carolina. We became roommates, and then uh, we deployed together after we got out of the Air Force several times. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he got married. He lives from he's from Denver. Well, he's from Colorado Springs. He got married in Denver. Moved down to Florida with his wife. And took a non-deployment job with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah. I mean, fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Just have to see if he can get a... Well, he'll be up here for the wedding, so... See if he can get some some tickets to watch a game or... or, uh... Well, I I was telling him, and, uh, you know, spring training just ended because the season started today, and I was... The uh, George M. Steinbrenner Field is right across the street from uh, Ray J. Raymond James Stadium. Yeah. So he was. He's. He's. Uh, I don't know if he won any games yet. I haven't talked to him. See so if he can get old Brady on the podcast. 
Well, it's funny you joke around because he now works for the Buccaneers. Yeah. And I am a, uh, I am a one-share team owner of the Green Bay Packers. So we were talking about who's going to make GM first. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, this whole this whole Brady situation of, and Bruce Aaron's getting, uh, like... Yeah, what a weird... Is Brady going to be like a, a a player coach like they used to do in the old days? Man, that would be so cool. I just don't see it happening in today's NFL. Yeah. I, I I hope he I hope he does. And if any and if anybody could do it, it's Brady. The guy is. Well, he's been around long enough. He could, he he probably knows every and and his brain works at a speed that not many people's brain works at. Like yeah. the, the guy the guy just is uh, superhuman in his own right. Yeah. Uh, I I I hope he can pull an autogram and be a uh, yeah, you know, a, a player coach. That'd be that'd be really cool to that, see this day and age. I just don't see <clears throat> with the speed of the game what it is today, with the size of defenses, with the yeah, you know, and I'm not gonna say that the guys back in the in the day, the Sling and Sammy Baugh era, they had plays that they ran. But they weren't as complex as the plays that we run today. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't have players that were, you know, th- the guys back then, they played football, yeah, but they had day jobs. They had, you know. Well, the, like there's real, so much deception now in, in the way, like, you'll. Well, and, and it's a lot of it is because you, you have guys like a, like a Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Who are. Olympic speed athletes who guys like Devonte Adams who are yeah. so fast off the ball that they don't they don't have to use their hands in the blocking situation their their feet do the talking and they they can yeah. beat you anywhere they're they're the guys back then that played football it's an amazing era they were tough as nails and I give them all respect in the world but yeah there were not players like there are today. It just wasn't the speed that it was now. There yeah. wasn't there wasn't the speed. There wasn't the science that went into the game. There wasn't yeah. there wasn't these uh you know, you had guys like Lombardi who coached and that was it. Like they like there were position coaches, but there weren't like the assistant to the traveling quarterbacks coach. There weren't these these specialty yeah. positions that they had this assignment. The guys today the, the football is just taken to a different level today that I don't Thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's to the extreme nowadays. It's, yeah, it's 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 almost too much, but it's yeah for for one person to be able to to be able to break down and to and to analyze at one time. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just it's it's not playground ball anymore. Yeah, it's, it's a science, and uh, there's guys that could have made it from back then, and I'm not saying that you know may, maybe all of them would have. I don't know, but there wasn't. The breakdown that there is today, yeah, and it wouldn't be a uh, an easy transition, yeah. So you you could take those guys and and maybe run them through the same things that go on today. The rigors are just so much more, yeah. And Brady, you know, the it, guy the guy is 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 old enough to be a grandpa. I mean, in in real like no it, bullshit, for real shit, yeah. I, 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 the thing is, like, if anybody was going to be able to do it, it'd be him. I, him, or my second guess would be Peyton Manning, but and he's retired already. But yeah, now. but but that's the thing that that Peyton doesn't have, and and no offense to Peyton, the guy is just he's world class in his own accord. But uh, 
physically he couldn't do it. And it's, yeah. and, it's and it's the hits he took. It's it's the, that's, it's that's the, the thing, life. Right? It's it's what it is. Brady had those just incredible New England offensive lines, and so, he'd never got. And I know he got hurt. I know. I know. You know. I know he missed. You know. A season due to injury. I get it. You know, Matt Castle yeah. benefited so much off of Brady being hurt. But uh, he just didn't get beat up yeah. enough to, to, he, to where the guy can still play in his, in his 40s, well, which is incredible, and still play at a MVP level yeah. in his 40s. Well, <laughs> it's like I was wondering, I was originally wondering if he was going to be able to, like how much time he was going to be able to cover with the with this subject, but it's been like. It's a good one. Yeah, it's been really good. It's, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, now, Andre the Giant is uh, like, there's, uh, he lights the fuses. Oh, yeah. They go in different directions. Okay, okay, so here, here's one. So we'll cut this in somehow, somewhere. So I, I, I just want to tell this one. So during the, uh, so at one point uh, it was in, in, he was, Andre the Giant was drinking at this hotel in Pennsylvania. He had, uh, he was there for a wrestling event. And he, and another one of his things where he drank like a hundred beers at one sitting or whatever. And he passed out in the hotel bar. This this is one I did not hear about. Okay. So, uh, let's see. I'll look it up. <laughs> so, uh, so this other wrestler, um, this, this, the fabulous Mula. Do you remember who she was? No, no. I was have no idea. She, yeah. She, no. she wrote this autobiography. I bet that sold four copies. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she talked about this time that Andre the Giant drank 127 beers in the hotel bar of this uh, hotel in Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading. Reading. Okay. Uh, and he passed out in the lobby of the bar. But he was so fucking big that nobody could move him and get him. Like, they just let him lay? So they let him lay there until he woke up. And then they like let him... Like they woke him up eventually, and he was able to to go about his drug stumble his way on. <laughs> so do do you know? Do you remember the Big Show? Yeah, that was another one I got on here. Yeah. So do you, originally he was billed as the son of Andre. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't remember that, but I read about it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a story about the Big Show. Okay. I met him. Yeah. I flew. From uh, Kandahar, Afghanistan, to Al Udeed, Qatar. Okay. With the Big Show, Vince McMahon, uh, and two of the girls who wrestled. Kelly Kelly was the one's name. I remember, yeah. And the other was uh, Eve Torres was her name. Okay. And uh, I got another one about Big Show here in a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, fl- I, I met him. I flew with him. And it was me and another... Uh, a buddy of mine that I had deployed with and there was like four other military people and then the wrestlers and uh, we flew on a C-130 in that and several of you have probably flown on C-130s this is not a it's not a uh, small number of people that have been on those planes over oh there. yeah it's, yeah you're, you're not exclusive they, those planes suck a bit <laughs> the 
for those of you that don't know, you sit in a cargo net that is basically hung up between bars. You fucking strap yourself in. It flies, uh, they call it uh, a combat landing where you're, <laughs> you're juking and jiving and fucking holding on for yeah. dear life and trying not to get shot out of the air. And uh, people throw up, people black out. You hit your head. It's you just you you yeah. don't. The whole goal is you don't die. <laughs> and that, and if you land on the ground and you walk off the plane, it's a it's a fucking good mission. That's what, a good that, landing. You, Any you landing you walk away from is a good landing. It's like <laughs> success. That's it. You don't have a thing to bitch about. So uh, we took off. We we went on. We got on the plane in Kandahar. We launched and uh, the big shows. He's a He's a big, he's a large gentleman. He, yeah. Uh, I don't know how tall he is. He's like I, seven foot two, seven foot one. He was he was slightly smaller. He's, he's he's way over four hundred pounds. Like he's yeah. A, he's a and that's big, why that he like they tried to like bill him as like yeah. Andre the not Giants. related at all, but but still just a, yeah. a a giant of a human being. He had gigantism too as well. Do you know that? But yeah, he had he had surgery on his pituitary gland. Yeah. Uh, as as a grown up though he had it so yeah. it didn't continue like he got he got as big as he did and he had then he had the surgery to stop the growth there there uh so that was that was one thing I researched there's been several um people of notoriety that have had this same issue that Andre did um him being one of them like his his real name I I, I can't I'll I'll look it up uh, anyway uh, big show he had it uh. Yao Ming, have you heard of Yao Ming? Yeah, yeah, the basketball player. For basketball the Rockets, player. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did not know that's what he had. He had uh same thing, and he ended up having to have surgery while he was he played for the NBA, and he was like seven foot six. Yeah, he was a big dude, and he actually was still growing at the time, and he had to have he ended up electing to have the surgery to to. So is it is it like a uh, like a lobotomy? They going through your eyeball. Well, thing here, or I don't, just, I don't know exactly just... how they did it, but they went into the uh and and removed part of his pituitary gland, and they had like a tumor on it. And that, that's usually what actually happens with these cases, is there's either a tumor or some sort of abnormal growth yeah. with the pituitary gland, that, and it causes that gland to produce excess HGH. Wow, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the human growth hormone, and it, it causes them to because normally as you grow, your HGH levels taper down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you reach your adulthood, and, and it kind of pretty much caps off. But with these people that have this abnormality, the HGH continues to be produced, and um, so that's that's one thing. Like, I because I, I I researched um people in history or people that have had the same gigantism problems. So the, the largest person in the world that has been documented is, uh, Robert Wadlow. He's is the, the dude who was eight foot 11, eight foot 11. Uh, the, if you go to any of the Ripley's museums, they yeah. have, usually have a statue of this guy and that's why he, and he died at 29 years old. Yeah, He was still a kid. Yeah. Because, uh, Basically, his heart couldn't keep up. And that's the same well, way as Andre was. He yeah, had the heart he, failure. Yeah, he died of congestive heart failure at uh, what, 40, 49 or something like that. Yeah, he was in his young. 40s. Yeah, he was in his late 40s, yeah. And, um, and, but there's been some people like Yao Ming and like the big show. 
they elected they had the surgery that that basically stopped the growth at yeah, whatever but point still, it was. I mean, how much can your heart keep up with? You know? Yeah, exactly. like Great Danes, uh, Great Pyrenees have the same issue. Like yeah, their hearts just can't keep up with their body size. Yeah, but it's such a uh, short lifespan. The uh, he was able to. Um, there's 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 a few other celebrities. I mean, actually, I, I looked at the list and I was expecting to get just a few results, a handful of people, and it was, but it was actually way more results than what I was really? actually expecting. Yeah, um, one of the first cases. Well, so they actually, if you want to go way back in history, um, if you look into, if you want to get on the re- religious side of it, on the story, David and Goliath. David and Goliath. They really suspect. Uh, Goliath of the Philistines, because most of the average height of them was, you know, mid five foot. Yeah, people were little. And uh, but he was, some stories, depending on whether you look at the uh, Judaism side of it versus the Christian side of it, that he was either between like six foot nine or nine foot nine, depending on what. That's a hell of a range. Well, depending on what, what depending on what story, and depending on what, uh, you got to decode that. De- yeah. Decode it because and it, and that was thousands of years ago, though, too. But they really suspect he probably had this condition as well, though, yeah. too. That makes sense. Um, it, I mean, it, yeah. but there was a. I'll look it up. The um, there was a um, a prince or a. Emperor of France in the 1700s that had this condition also, and he was like one of the Anunnaki. You know, and really, you bring up the, <laughs> <laughs> the face, dude. I knew you were like, ah, oh, shit. That's gonna be a whole other episode of Anunnaki. We're gonna That's talk. About, I'm just gonna hang on and be like, yep. We're gonna talk about Anunnaki and the freaking uh, Sumerians and. <laughs> That'll be a whole other episode. That We're going to talk about that shit. in saying that. I just wanted to see your face. <laughs> you were like, fucking Christmas morning. Uh, shit. <laughs> but they were like eight feet tall, they said. You yeah, know, they were big fuckers. Yeah. A whole minute bowl fucking yeah, group fucking of people. Minute bowl. Uh, seven foot six. But yeah, uh, another. Okay, so I can't remember his name, and I think he was on there. Um, the dude, he, he was like a big dude, and he was like on um, a Billy Madison, where he. Got shot in the head with the nail oh, gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on uh, uh, Longest Yard, the original with Samson. Yeah. Yeah. He had it. Yeah. The gigantism. And then, um, so, actually, another, if for all the nerds out there, and I know you're, you know, I don't know if you, you haven't seen any of them because you've told me this, Star Wars, yeah. Peter Mayhew that played Chewbacca, the giant Wookiee. Okay, I know. Yeah, so he he had gigantism as well. Is he the same guy who played Predator? No, because the guy who played Predator was like a big fucker too. Yeah, original. So Jean Claude Van Damme also played Predator when he was only like five foot eight. Yeah, so uh, Peter May he, he was seven foot three, and he he wore the Jesus. Wookiee costume and and part of that. Um, and let's see, there was another, but yeah. That was, that was like the, the, the three big ones. There, there were several others, and you were talking about Yao Ming and all that stuff yeah, too. Yeah. But um, Let me tell you about this story about Big Show. Okay. So we took off out of uh, Kandahar, and uh, 
I don't know if it was the altitude, the pressure change, whatever. Go ahead. Care about finish this off? Fucking go for it. I like this shit. Dude started farting. Big Show started farting? Yeah. And I'm telling you, the guy's farts stop. <laughs> and then he got up and he walked back to the honey bucket. <laughs> and you know, you know, for yeah. those of you who are unaware what a honey bucket is, it's a toilet on a C-130. And it's, it's, it literally like. Literally a bucket. It just, it just <laughs> hangs off the side of the plane and you wrap yourself in a shower curtain to go to the bathroom. And if you got to pee, uh, and I don't know if all of them are the same way, but the ones I rode on were the same way. You pee in a little funnel and it's got a screen over it and you pee down into the screen and then you pee. I, it is, I it just blows over the side. I, I would assume it just goes out. Yeah. yeah. But, uh. The honey bucket is where you shit. And not many people shit in a honey bucket, but the big show shit in a honey bucket. And it's a it's it's a it's a fucking bucket. Yeah. You, he's so big. He's he's so big. He wrapped a shower curtain around him and his little knees were poking out. <laughs> and they're not little knees, I say that. Little they're, knees, they're, yeah. Yeah, he 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 had he sat on this bucket and took a shit on this airplane. Wrapped in a shower curtain. No, not in a different room. He shit on a on a whatever. Yeah. And he and he came walking back up and it stunk. Oh yeah. So bad. It stunk so fucking bad. <laughs> and we landed at Alied, and it's like a five hour flight. And we landed at Alied, and I said, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" And he said. Uh, you just want to tell the story about me taking a shit on this plane. And I said, yeah, I do. I said, dude, I stunk out a room before, but you stunk out an entire military cargo aircraft. <laughs> and he just lost it. Like, he thought that was hilarious. And he started laughing. And I got a picture with him and we both got our thumbs up. <laughs> And then uh, we went into customs, and the dude he had been through on so many USO tours that uh, he had gotten to know all the customs people by first name. He was great. Oh, like, yeah, he yeah. was one of the nicest people. Oh, he, yeah. He was like such a great person. Like he had such a big, great personality. He was very, uh, very. I. He was cocky but humble, if that yeah. even makes sense. Like, like his his persona was out there, but he you could tell the guy didn't. He wasn't a dick. He yeah. wasn't. He was just. He was such a a cool guy to sit there and talk to. Yeah, he was very very personable, and uh, his celebrity status. He wasn't a piece of shit. Like he was. Yeah. He was really just a a welcoming character. He was yeah. fun to sit there and bullshit with, and. Uh, you could tell that when you talked, he he listened and he wasn't hung up on his on his yeah, you know his his status. He was so fucking cool, and uh, I I think that even today, if I were to run into him, and it will never happen, but I mean, I could say, hey man, I was with you on that flight where you shit on the C one thirty. I bet he would be like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I remember I that. Remember shit. that? You know? <laughs> yeah, I do have you know Vince McMahon. Always comes a lot across like an asshole in those shows. Yeah, the total douchebag on on the on the show, and I know that's part of the 
Dude, uh, he was he was so nice and so yeah. approachable and just uh he actually so the flight was supposed to be blocked off for them only for the wrestlers only and uh there was I think there was 8 of us total that were going to leave the base and he was like why the fuck would they not go home like get these people on board like they yeah. they had blocked them off to fly on this flight alone and there the air force had said you know you guys have to be bumped to tomorrow because these vips have yeah have priority and vince mcmahon was like no get those people on board because they're going home they've been deployed for months and even and we and me and my my friend chris were the only contractors and the rest were all military and uh yeah vince mcmahon made the call yeah to let us on board which was you know, it was great because we, we got to go home, which, uh, you know, a day deploy, an extra day deployed is such a, just a shit show. You know, you're, yeah. just, you're running out of clothes. It's hot. You're uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're done working. You're all, literally all you're doing is waiting for a flight. Yeah. Sitting at another day at the fucking terminal is just like, fuck my life. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I was in Balad when... Uh, do you remember that Alikafagil fucking volcano went off in Iceland? Oh and yeah, shut down, dude. I was. I think I was. I think I was headed to Africa at that time or something. Yeah, I was headed home from Iraq. Oh, okay, and uh, I was at the terminal at Balad and uh, getting ready to go home, and uh, walking to a C5 walking to the plane and our boss showed up and say, Hey, that volcano went off. All the European airspace is closed. You got to stay. Yeah. Like you, you can get to guitar, but you can't leave guitar. So yeah, because all the, the Northern air routes that normally go across the Atlantic was shut down at that right. time. Yeah. So, so we all went back to work and, uh, I ended up, uh, it was really fucked up how this worked out. I uh, I ended up staying an extra month, even though the airspace was only closed down ten closed down ten days. Yeah, and I had the site lead who was a retired chief, and I asked him like when they were talking about opening European airspace, I said, you know, hey, uh, when are they gonna start booking air travel for us? And he's like, I'm working on it, buddy. I'm gonna work on it. Like, just give me some time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, you're you're the site lead. I'm going to let you do your thing. And, like, a few days went by, and people started flying out. And I was like, hey, when am I going to go home? Like, I'm, I'm waiting. Like, I'm supposed to be home by now. Yeah. And he was, and he would just always tell me, like, I'm working on it. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm taking care of you. Don't worry. I'm getting there. <laughs> he probably just want to keep you around. Well, like, weeks go by. Yeah. And I'm there, like, and it's like 28 days after I'm supposed to be home already, which is a long goddamn time when you're already supposed to have left. Yeah. And I called our travel lady, and I was like, hey, what is up with my flight? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, uh, well, I was supposed to leave on this day, and then the volcano went off. And she goes... I thought you were home already. I haven't heard anything. I th I thought you got out before the volcano went off. Oh, shit. And I was like, no. Like, I've been talking to our site lead, 
And he said he's been talking to you about booking my flight. And she was like, I haven't heard a word. She said, go to the terminal and fly to Qatar. Book, you know, get, get on your Space A flight to Qatar. And as soon as you get there, call me. <laughs> and I'll get you on the first flight out. And I was like, the, the guy hasn't been talking to them at all. Oh, and man. I'd been there an extra fucking month. So uh, I did. I, I went to Space A and I, I actually got out the following day. I got to Doha and I called her and I said, hey, you know, I'm here. And she booked me and it was so cool how it worked out. And it wasn't, it w- and I don't want to give her too much credit here. She got me on a flight, but uh, getting on the flight, uh, there was a couple, this French couple who had booked their tickets, but they couldn't sit together. Mm. And I ended up sitting next to the wife and she said, you know, Hey, and I had a really, I had like a good seat. It was like a fucking aisle seat and whatever economy plus. Yeah. And, uh, she said, Hey, you know, I don't want to be rude and ask you, but like, can you switch seats with with my husband? Cause you know, we won't sit. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, you guys should fly together. What the fuck are you doing? Not flying together. Yeah. And the dude was in just like a, a butt crack seat. It was oh. like a fucking middle seat on a crowded flight. And I was like, whatever, you know, yeah. go sit with your wife. Well, uh, there was a, a flight. It was on an air France flight and the flight attendant dude, a steward, I guess. Is what the, the steward. He pulled me aside. He called me out and pulled me aside. He was like, Hey, like that was super nice. Like, uh, I can't upgrade you. I would upgrade you if I could, but I can't. But what I can do is, uh, middle of the flight, if you want to come come up to business class, like, you can't sit down. But if you want some free wine, like, come up. Oh, heck yeah. And I was like, fucking, I'll, I'll yeah. stand there the whole so flight. So I did, dude. Yeah. I, I stood there for, like, four hours and drank wine. <laughs> and uh, all the business class people would come over and be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm drinking this wine. And they're like, can we have wine? I was like... Yeah, so we all drank. <laughs> I drank wine. We all stood at the side of the plane and drank wine yeah. together. It was it was hilarious. The the the, the, the one time it, it was freaking great. Uh, I was coming back from Ethiopia, and I had uh, checked into my flight, and they said, "Hey, today's your lucky day. I'm gonna upgrade you to business class." I I'd never flown business class ever anywhere. And I flew from Ethiopia from Addis Ababa. To uh, Frankfurt, yeah, business class on Lufthansa. Oh, great, dude! That's great. And it was like I never experienced that level yeah. of service. It's, it's it's another world. Yeah, it's it's a whole another world. And like I I when I, as soon as I boarded the airplane, they were giving me like the champagne and orange juice, freaking yeah, the the mimosas yeah. and stuff as as we got on there, and then. Uh. It's it's it really is a whole other world. Man. The the steak dinner that we got. <laughs> I, uh, I I flew uh, when I was stationed in North Carolina. Um, I I flew. I went up to Billings to visit family, and I uh, flew home. Well, I say home. I flew back to North Carolina from home, and uh, they upgraded me to first class because yeah. I was, was active duty military, which is which was really a cool uh, gesture. Yeah, it did not work out. The plane had mechanical problems, <laughs> so we actually sat on the tarmac in Billings for like two and a half fucking hours. Uh, all right, so I'll ask you this. So, 
when you're so being you both aircraft maintenance uh, backgrounds. Every time I get on an airplane, flying commercial, when I when I walk through the threshold, I'm looking at the seal of the of the you're, door. You're, you're troubleshooting from, from yeah. But then also, yeah, no, I sit down on my seat and where we're taxiing, I'm listening to sounds. I'm listening to hydraulics. I'm, I'm looking on the like, wing to make sure there's not a fucking leading edge screw missing. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm checking on. Uh, I'm 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 hearing hydraulic function. I'm hearing. Brake checks. Um, it's, it's, I'm thinking it's, of all that shit as they're as they're taxiing. It's funny you say that because we had that problem on the ground, and uh, I asked the stewardess. I said, "Hey, you know what's going on?" And she said, "There's a hyd- hydraulic issue." And she she went into some detail about it. And I I had worked flight control. Yeah. And I said, "Well, it sounds like you have air in like your PC one system." Yeah. And she was like, oh, and I was like, you know, I, I'm an aircraft maintenance guy. Two and a half hours later, that's <laughs> what the problem exactly was. Yeah. And I, and she was like, I can't believe this, but yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I, I, I see this on a daily basis on a, on, on an F-15 smaller aircraft yeah. than a, you know, MD-22 or whatever the fuck it was. But I was like, this is. This is my realm, and this yeah. is what I do. It, it's funny. There was one time I was, I was, I don't even remember when it was, but I was on an air, on a flight, leaving out, and I'm, I'm on the window seat, and I'm looking out the window, and I'm watching the the slats raise and lower, and they're doing their checks, and uh, and um, flaps lower and raise. And they, you know, they're doing their flight control checks as they're taxiing out and stuff. Yeah. And there's this woman sat next to me and and she's like interested in what I'm looking at outside the window and I said well uh, I'm a aircraft maintenance so I'm always I, I just have this I'm looking at what's going on outside here as it's going on and uh, I said so I'm just kind of this OCD thing where I'm trying to make sure I, I try to kind of make sure in my mind what's if it, everything's going working out yeah. all right. And uh, she said, "Oh, okay, okay." okay. And then we, about ten seconds later, she's like, "Well, is everything looking okay to you?" <laughs> Dude, I I I, I flew, uh, and I don't even remember where the hell I was going or where I was coming from, but I, I remember being on a flight one time with this like eighty-eight year old woman. Yeah. Who was sitting between, and I was the aisle, she was the middle, and there was a dude on the outside. And we were talking, and, and she said, what do you do? And I said, I, I work aircraft maintenance. You know, I'm, I'm an avionics guy. Yeah. And uh, we we had got to talking, and she said, well, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions because I've never flown before. She was like 88. Oh, yeah. And she started asking questions, and I started answering. Well, the dude on the other side of her was a commercial pilot. Oh, nice. So, she interlocked arms with us and flew the whole <laughs> flight. Like, she was like... She was your grandma. She did, man. And and, and We're 4% battery on our, our yeah, camera. Yeah, sorry, guys. We, we're going to cut this one a, uh, a little bit short. But, but it, it has been fun. It, it's probably been one of our best ones so far. I, I think <laughs> it definitely Of the three, it's... <laughs> Probably the best. 
the, the most the most uh, toasted we've got so far, I think, with the with the beers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fren- Frenchie got us good. Frenchie got us good. Uh, Andre the Giant. We I think we lived up to his uh, reputation a little God, bit. I, I hope. Oh yeah. 